welcome to your daily drive. Thank you so much for being here. I am Rick Thomas, and I'm glad you have jumped on this podcast. If you have a question for me, it is easy to find answers. We have a free community forum that is accessible to anyone who can get on the internet. And if you're listening to me now, you can more than likely get on the internet. So please ask your questions. It is what we do. Make sure that you have your username and password and that you are logged in and you'll be all set. Those things are free. You can go to our website if you don't have your username and password to figure out how to do that. If you have a technical question, you can ask us in our live chat feature. We'll be glad to direct you to where you can get your username and password so you can log in. The reason we do that is for everybody's safety uh, so that we're not spammed or people who uh, get on websites and try to wreak havoc. We have a highly secure website, and part of that is because we have usernames and passwords, and I realize it is a problem in our fallen world, but it is also a necessity uh, because everybody is not like you, and so we want to make sure, well, it's the reason you put locks on your doors, and it's just what we have to do. Uh, but we do have a safe and secure website that uh, you can rest assured in. And so get your free username, password, and log in. If you need any help with any of that, all you have to do is ask, and we'll be glad to answer whatever question that you may have. I want to talk about being quiet today. Can you be quiet? I want to give you 10 keys to noise reduction the quietness that I'm talking about is the noise that goes on between your ears. We can have trouble with our thoughts. We interact with this often with people who come to us. They have that endless loop tape. It's a recording that plays in their mind, and they don't know how to turn it off. They have a hard time turning it off, and sometimes they use they resort to things that really create negative habituations as a way of trying to minimize the noise that is in their that is in their souls. And so I want to share with you, uh, I met a lady a few years ago that uh, she had this problem and and she shared with me some of the difficulties that she was having and it kind of led to this podcast that I'm sharing with you here. Now if you want to read this podcast, you can do that. Go to, our, go to our website, rickthomas.net, type in the search box, Can You Be Quiet?, and that will get you to where you want to go. The entire title to the podcast and the article on the website, Can You Be Quiet?, 10 Keys to Noise Reduction. I have 10 things that I want to share with you at the end of the podcast, and I hope this is beneficial for you. I also have some other articles linked here, too, if you want to do more reading or more listening. Many of our people prefer to listen to our articles through these podcasts that you're listening to right now, and you're welcome to do that. All of our Your Daily Drive podcast are articles, and so you can have it one or both ways you choose, and so you can read it, share it, print it off, scribble on it. After you print it off, talk amongst your friends, or you can just listen to this podcast. But I did a few years ago, I was speaking with a friend who had had a troubled conscience. 
you know what your conscience is. In the Latin, it means conscience or co-knowledge. Your conscience is your inner voice. It is that voice that tells you what is right and what is wrong. And unfortunately for many of us, well, all of us, our consciences are fallen. And for many of us, our consciences can give us messages that aren't redemptive or transformative, and they can actually, well, create what Paul talked about in 2 Corinthians 10. They can create, create strongholds in the mind, and that's where we really need help of how can we take our thoughts captive and I was sharing uh, with my friend, and she she didn't tell me explicitly that she had a troubled conscience, but after spending some time with her, it became apparent that she had a lot of anxiety in her soul. That could be a, a synonymous way of talking about a troubled conscience. If you are a person who struggles with a lot of anxiety, fear, worry, those kinds of things, then you have internal turmoil. My friend here, well, she had a constellation of problems. She was bitter. She was angry. She was often frustrated. She was unforgiving, and she was always right. Now, that is a deadly collection of issues. And as long as I did not press into her in any meaningful way that remotely suggested there was something wrong with her, we were okay. You just need to know where your limitations are. You need to know where the lines are with the person who is reactionary or volatile like that. So much inner turmoil. In fact, you wouldn't know it necessarily she can be, or a person like this can be a rather normal person, and then all of a sudden they spike in a moment of volatility. And then you know that there's something internally wrong. And of course, she had several internal problems. And so it was during one of our stronger relational moments when things were civil and there really wasn't any friction between us I had the opportunity to ask her one of my out-of-the-blue questions. I do have those questions from time to time that I will ask somebody, and I do that often in counseling. Out-of-the-blue question, out-of-left-field questions, those are metaphors. What I mean by that is that you want to appropriately catch them off guard so there's no premeditation uh, or there's no thought a predetermined thought of how to answer the question. And so I asked her one of those out-of-the-blue questions because I wanted to get her immediate knee-jerk response without premeditation. And so what I asked her was, is, is that did she ever drive home from work in quietness? And she gave me an immediate reaction. She quickly, and she adamantly said that she could never do that. She said the silence was unbearable. The silence was painfully loud. From her perspective, the quietness of the car ride home would be a painful experience. You see, she lived with a lot of guilt and shame and fear and regret. And those are some of the ingredients that really cause the troubled soul. If you have guilt that you don't know how to resolve or you you live in that shame. I call it an internal awkwardness, just not comfortable in your own 
uh, skin. And so you struggle with guilt and you carry uh, shame. Well, naturally, fear is going to be a byproduct of this kind of person. And naturally, I mentioned regret. Well, they will regularly be looking in the rearview mirror of their lives and they will regret a lot of things. And so when you put together guilt and shame and fear and regret and mix all that together in your mixing bowl, well, what it's going to generate is a whole lot of noise. Her conscience is going to be quite loud. She will not know how to be quiet. And so when there are those moments of silence, when there's moments of no noise, her conscience is churning, and it's unbearable. And so what she has to do is she has to distract herself. She has to live in a distracted world. Now, her method for overcoming these things was to replace the unquenchable, insatiable noise in her soul with distractions from the world, from her radio or whatever device that she uses and whatever social platform she uses to create or to generate noise. Now, I've often thought of her during times of turbulence in my own life. You see, her problem is not foreign to me, and I know it's not foreign to you either. Her problem raises legitimate questions for you and for me. Two questions come to mind quickly. I've already asked them in different ways, but just to be direct with you, can you be quiet? Do you feel the need, here's my second question, to replace the unrest of your soul with the noise of busyness? Now, this is a huge problem in our culture today. It's been a huge problem for the last few years uh, with the invention or creation of the iPhone and what all it can do, the mini computer, basically. We live in a distracted world. We have created that. We can't even sit at a traffic light for 30 seconds without looking at our phones. And the long-term problem with that is that it's hard for us to be still. The movies that are made now, movies with stories in them, slow stories, <laughs> They're not popular anymore. And now what they have to make is blockbuster movies where they're blowing up the world multiple times because our minds just need that action. We need that kind of distraction because we just don't have the attention span any longer to sit and to soak in a storyline and something that moves as slowly as a narrative on the screen. We are distracted people. I think it was Chuck Swindoll who said that we need to create a parenthesis of quietness in our lives. We need a place where we can get away from the noise and settle into short seasons of quietness. That's what I mean by parenthesis, a, a parenthetical moment that we can create within. It's, a, it's like a bubble within all the noise, a short season of quietness even if it's only five minutes in a parking lot before entering your most oft-frequented store. At this point in our culture, that store is probably Walmart. Before you enter the black hole of Walmart during the holiday season, or maybe during any season, just taking five minutes to breathe, to exhale, 
to meditate on the goodness of God. You'll find another excellent solution for noise reduction in the context of a community of like-minded, caring friends. One of the reasons that I enjoy small group life with a group of intentional Christ-like disciple-makers is because it provides a parenthesis of quietness in your loud seven-day week. Our family loves these parenthetical meetings as we gather at different times during our week for loud laughing and intrusive conversations. These help us as we uh, try to do battle against the disruptions of life, getting together. And, and I do mean that, uh, loud laughing. We, we laugh hard. We laugh often. And that happiness, it creates that parenthetical bubble as we enjoy each other. But we also have intrusive conversations meaning there are deep conversations that we get into each other's lives, and it's just us enjoying each other, and that's what I mean by creating those parenthetical moments to where you can do battle against or to offset the disruptions of life. Have you ever considered how you can find a solution for the noise in your life in the context of a community of like-minded believers? A caring community of disciple-makers is an excellent way of finding rest while living in a disruptive world. An intentional and purposeful community, can, it can draw out the noise in your soul while replacing it with compassionate and, and competent care. If you are part of a small group, especially your family, like I was illustrating with our family, I urge you to make this a topic of conversation soon. Challenge your group. Challenge your family members. Challenge this close network of friends that you have to come alongside you, to pursue you for the glory of God, for the purpose of noise reduction. Now, with that in mind, the title of the podcast again, Can You Be Quiet? Ten Keys to Noise Reduction. I want to share ten ideas with you as I wrap up this podcast. Ten keys to noise reduction. Number one, getting away from people will not necessarily remove the noise in your soul because people did not put the distraction there it is important that you understand that. Sometimes we think we just get away from people, but the person that we need to get away from to use that train of thought is to get away from ourselves because the issue is what's between our ears. The noise is between our ears. It doesn't come to us externally. If your soul noise is turned up, it is because there is something broken inside of you. Now, that is imperative. Ten keys to noise reduction. You need to understand this key. Getting away from people will not necessarily remove the noise in your soul. Number two, like my friend who could not drive home from work in quietness, solitude may magnify the noise that you are experiencing. It's important for you to know that. Perhaps you can go and sit in your closet or sit anywhere for five minutes undistracted and listen to the noise. Is there noise in your soul? 
solitude, quietness can magnify that noise, and it may be a good way for you to measure yourself and see where you are on the the noise meter number three. The first step in reducing the noise in your soul is to identify what is wrong inside of you, not outside of you. And this is a kind of redundant key, but now I want you to do more than just understand that if you have a lot of noise, the problem is inside of you. But I want you to begin to identify what is wrong inside of you, not just Do you have this noise? But what is really wrong? Number four, you must make an honest soul assessment, which almost always requires a loving community. So as you talk about this, I trust that you have one good friend. And if you don't, let us be one good friend. You can jump on our community forum and say, you know, listen, I was... Listening to this podcast, Can You Be Quiet? Ten Keys to Noise Reduction. And as I begin to take an honest soul assessment, I realize I need somebody that I need to talk to about this. And honestly, I don't have that kind of loving friend in my life. And so I want to talk to you. And you can do that. The community forums are free, they're provided to you by those who support this ministry. And there's not a day that goes by where somebody is not writing on our forums, asking questions 365 days out of the year. Number five, no one will love you the way that you need transformative soul care. And it's important that you know that. That's why I am putting the onus upon you to be intentional to find the friend. If you sit back in a passive way, kind of like the person sitting in the back of the church meeting on Sunday morning with his arms crossed and saying, nobody's being friendly to me. You'll probably sit there until you die or until Jesus comes back and nobody's going to be friendly to you. People just aren't that intentional. And so rather than making excuses, you be that intentional. Number six, you must graciously and courageously let others know that you need them to speak into your life. Number seven, begin telling them what is wrong as you understand it and ask for their observations about you. And then I want you to ask somebody else as well. Number eight, ask the Spirit of God to help you to hear the truth in what they, your friends, are saying to you. Number nine, focus on what is right with their assessments, not what may be wrong. They're not going to assess you perfectly. And so don't hold them to a standard that you can't even meet yourself. Perfection. And so look for the truth and the good in which they are uh, speaking to you. And then finally, number 10, weekly review with them the things that you implement from these conversations and how you are changing. Can you be quiet? 10 keys to noise reduction. Thanks for listening. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.